I'm back. Let's go. Welcome to Last Chance Q with myself, Coach JB and Sean Salisbury. We will not talk over the amateur or under the expert. It's not only the X's and O's, but it's about the Jimmy's and Joe's. And it's not just quarterbacks. We got all the positions teaching, coaching, laughing, and joking. We're using football terminology so we can get through this faster than we we don't want to use these long terms, coach. We don't we got quick verbiage to get to the point. Last chance cute with the great legendary Sean Salisbury. What up, what up, what up? The real coach JB here. Uh we're gonna get right after right after it. Um Sean Salisbury joins us. We're going to get after it to, to this, this afternoon, this evening. If you're in Texas like Sean, it's already evening. If you're in California like real humans, it's already, it's only fucking just getting uh, afternoon. Well, uh, as, as Gavin Newsom giving you guys a new rule today to follow, which we don't have to in Texas, so you go ahead. I'm a California guy, as you know, but you go you go on ahead and say that because you guys, basically, you, the, the, you, the the folks, yeah, but what do I know? I mean, basically, you're Gav, you yourself. I'm talking about you specifically are Gavin Newsom's bitch, okay? <laughs> he tells you to jump, you say how high. If he tells you right now to walk across the street and mask your bitch ass up, you're going to mask up. You got me fucked up. <laughs> I'll slap that motherfucker. And then if you come to Texas... He can't, he, 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 he walks in. He, matter of fact, I don't. I'll bet you Gavin Newsom's never even rolled up in here. Hold on, what's this tattoo right here? Is that a Texas tattoo? No, that's a yeah. Well, it's he got the gold, the the bald eagle. See that? Let me see if I can get this thing right. See that? Yeah, yeah. Back it up. Back that ass up. Yeah, back that ass up. That's a bald so, eagle with the Texas flag. Well, what the fuck's up with the Texas flag? And then the because I dude, I live in Texas and. Well, like I said, we kind of do our thing here, and then the American flag, and then you can see the wings here, and then I got full sleeve with sleeve with all with my family and stuff that means a lot to me here, stuff here. I got to, I got to no finish. Esco tattoo? Huh? You ain't got no Long Beach or no Esco tattoo? Dude, I got still a, I got still a, uh, I got this done, this done, this done. I guess I'll save that for right here. See right here. Oh, this is this rest you of this. Ain't from fucking Texas. I, I goddamn. Bitch, I've lived here there, twenty man. years. Yeah. I've lived here more than half my life. I got almost bring half you, my I life. Bring you some goddamn real carne asada. I gotta bring you. I gotta get your mind back. It looks no, like. Uh, listen, you don't ever have to do that because I know where my roots are. You don't have. You don't have to worry about that. I was talking about the LBC to my co-host this morning in Esco. I said, don't don't come. You guys stay right here in. in River Oaks. You ain't going to roll up in my neighborhood. Okay. If you do that. Stay right here in fucking SA, Sugarland. Yeah. You ain't, yeah. Sugarland, Missouri City, SA. You ain't rolling up in my house or the LBC. You'd run like a scalded dog. Okay. I told both. Conroe, fucking Conroe City and fucking yeah. Spring. I got your woodlands swinging around my kneecap. Okay? Woodlands. Yeah. Woodlands. The, yeah. The rough, the mead streets of woodlands. That's what I, <laughs> I joke with him. My co host and my producer were talking. I said, yeah. Yeah, you guys for the mean streets of spring and the woodlands. And, and I said, don't you can't roll up at the LBC or ESCO. You don't know anything about that. You, ne- you definitely can't. I said, if you're going to roll up, you better know somebody. 
You can't definitely can't go to Compton. You can't even get out of LBC oh, that's, to go to Compton. That's exactly right. So, you know, they know that. But I know this. See, I got Cali is my – I know where my roots are. Texas now. And basically, like, your wake-up call, Gavin Newsom will tell your ass when to get up. And you'll say, yes, sir, okay? He probably never even – he's probably never crossed the border into this state, okay? Hey. I'd be scared to tell him to buy his ass a dog. He don't want to roll up in Texas. Not only did I slap Schwarzenegger's ass when he was here, I slap, I'll slap fucking this cat, too. <laughs> you are Nancy Pelosi and, 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 and Gavin Newsom's. You know, you're their bitch, okay? Hey. hey, everybody's got their thing, man. I got no problem. They don't bug me because you know what? I don't let them, okay? Hey, I know one thing. Politics don't buy. I start, I'm not letting any politics get in the way of just me. I know one thing. Enjoy life. Fuck I the know politics. one thing. What the fuck happened to you? There's one motherfucking dude on this picture that I found. And then there's a motherfucker that has a Texas tattoo. What happened to this guy? This that's motherfucker right here was the guy. That's my man right there. Look at that. Look at those two male models. Dude. I don't know who 12 is. That right, right now, right now, right now, you know who 12 is, bitch. You know exactly who he is. Okay. <laughs> right there, Mac. You think Mac and I were, were talking football? I could guarantee you he's about to describe something that has absolutely nothing to do with practice. That fool right there. He, he's right now. He's, he's got a dip in his lower right. Uh, yeah, I see that dip. Got a dip of snuff in there. I'm yep. sitting over there talking to Mac, thinking, "Okay, what are you going to throw at me today as we get ready to practice?" He's right now. He's saying, "Kid." He always calls me "kid." Kid. Let me just tell you something, man. My shoulder's a little sore. It's about, I noticed something's going on. I right, think there, got, there's, there's about a hundred. It's a hundred. Like it's a hundred degrees out. You got sweats on like a broad. You got sweats on. Who who, who practiced in fucking sweat? It was Minnesota outdoors. We don't get to sit out there in, in Covina, wherever the fuck you are, okay? This is Minnesota outdoors. Mac and I are, are, are that's, the, that's, that's our practice field, and it still is their practice field. They got an indoor and outdoor facility. Mac right there is describing just how big a blunt he's going to go smoke after practice. No, I'm just kidding. That's hey, it. See, I'm trying to bite my lips like, Mac, we're not, we're, hey, kid, uh, after practice. Now, let me tell you this. No, I'm not going to go. I asked Mac one time. I said, Mac, you want to go study some extra tape tonight? He looked at me and goes, kid. He goes, kid, are you, what, 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 are you kidding me? He goes, I don't want to study too much because I don't want to get locked in <laughs> to believe that that's what they're going to do. I got to be able to react, kid. No, I'm not going to come and study more tape with you. And I was frigging crying. He, that guy, I can assure you that conversation, he was getting ready to laugh his ass off. I'm biting my lip, as you can see, thinking, Okay, I'm not gonna laugh either. There was a little football mixed in and a lot of laughs right there. He was a gamer now. I don't ever quite do I know who 12 is. Okay, hey, you're... <laughs> why don't you ask Elway, Harbaugh, Farv, and Young who 12 is? Okay, <laughs> undefeated. Yeah, undefeated. Do, do, you, do you know what I found out last week, dude? And I didn't know this that I am I was a quarterback, it was me versus Harbaugh. My last year of the league, I was it was Chargers versus the Colts, Captain Comeback, right. The shortest game in NFL history I was a part of. Oh, uh, you told us that. Oh, I did? Okay. I thought I said on my show, yeah, I'm sitting here tripping. Hey, you got to have to go and fucking see now on me now, goddammit. Dude, I, listen, I'm on 48 shows a day. I don't know if I'm talking to you or Billy Blue Damned. I don't even know. But I'm thinking, now that's the way all the games should be, two hours hey, and 29 tomorrow minutes. you're going to tell me the same fucking story. If you tell me that same story, we got a fucking problem. Here, here you go. How's that? Okay. 
You, you hey, see that? Am I allowed to do that? Boy, Whitlock on my show in the morning, first thing out the gate. Who? Whitlock? I got his, I got his ass right in the morning. I love Whitlock. It's my guy. I love Whitlock. Um, by the way, hey, did I tell you about man? I was part of the shortest. No, I'm kidding you, dude. I, hey, I, I, got, I, I thought I shared that. I mean, you know what the truth is? I think I shared it with you and didn't even share it on my own damn show. See the priority you are, which is okay. bullshit. You question who 12 is, and then if I'm from the California, because I got a Texas flag and this beautiful bald eagle right here, kind of looks like you, doesn't it? That fucking Texas fucking tattoo is disrupting me. It's disrupting my whole day. Well, dude, why don't you, did you ever turn around and show those people just above the crack of your ass that butterfly tattoo? You're, you're, you're on that tram stamp. You're rolling around with your freaks. Yeah, hey, exactly. Do you, do, you, do you show those four-leaf clover you got? Yeah, it's on my hip. Okay? Fucking frog. You got the little hip. frog jumping. Well, I could be the guy who says, hey, did you see the uh, barbed wire tattoo I got on my bicep? That's original. I'm kidding. <laughs> or mom. Yeah. I, I got my, I got my, the date of my dad's, you know, the, when I lost him, the date of his birth and death. That's my yeah. dad right here. That's my dad right there. Yep. Yep. Don't get, not, you don't can't get. even get to the LBC if you're from the CPT. I got that right here across my back. When I walked down Venice Beach showing my fucking six pack off, I got yeah. that tattoo on the back. The six pack. Yeah, what about an eight pack? You can't buy those in stores, can you? I got a keg. There you go. How's my shit look tonight, dude? Like pretty, pretty tight tonight. I didn't know who you were. I was like, where the fuck's the beanie at? Where's the hat? Where yeah. the fuck? My is- start. My modeling career is getting started, dude. I'm, you know, going all Tom Brady on your ass about a buck eighty-five. I can't. Nice. I, I still can't believe fucking Whataburger is in a discussion of In and Out. Don't go there right now. I don't need to take the wrath of all the Texas people tomorrow after listening to this, okay? Have to defend your ass about in and out while they're throwing stray bullets at me because I'm agreeing with you that in and out's better than, than what? A burger. How you doing, man? You like you, you think there's a lot of buzz about this? Dude, what about my tap, though? Why are you down on it, dude? Fuck. Hey. Don't be down on it. What the hell you know about this, right? You hey, we're going to show... Jalen Hurts film tonight, and we're going to break down the Kansas City defensive line, how Jalen Hurts going to get away from that fucking line, how Jalen Hurts can win. We're going to give our keys to victory. Thursday, we're going to do the exact same thing with Kansas City, break down Mahomes on O, Eagles on D. We're going to do vice versa for all those folks out here. But I got to ask you, Sean, I was uh, got, to, got to do a few shows. I had a few people. I had Sean King on my show this morning. He talked mm-hmm. highly of you. Yeah, good dude. Like Sean a lot. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's been on a few times. Um, this, this, this room now. Holding up over the. This knockout shot that should have been. Um, this guy has something to say about it, Ray Lewis, and he basically said, uh, "If that was Ed Reed, that ball was gonna be fucking dislodged." Um, you and I talked about that, remember? Yeah. You said you don't have to lower your helmet, yep. but you got you got to make some kind of play on it. And the reason we brought that up, Sean, because the fucking Pro Bowl is played in flags. So I haven't Mm -hmm. talked to you since the Pro Bowl. What's your take? We talked to Sean King gave me a very interesting take today. He said, you know what's the disturbing part for me is, and he was like, you should ask Sean Salisbury this. I don't like that Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen's playing golf at Pebble Beach and Taylor Tyler Huntley is now the Pro Bowl quarterback. 
when he doesn't belong at all. And he's like, no knock on these guys, but let's just give every fucking buddy an invite and let's just play golf. And and everyone's a pro bowl. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Throw your own golf tournament at, you know, go to some other great place that they want to go, send them to a golf resort and let's have football and see who the best golfers are and just play a bunch of foursomes and let's go and raise money for charity and give their money back and go play on one of the best golf courses, go play uh, shadow Creek in Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you want to do. Listen, I'm, I'm going to make this point real clear. Sean's right. And it is no derogatory remark um, on Listen, if I was Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers, my ass would have been playing at Pebble Beach too. Right. Okay. In this in this landscape, but not you wouldn't have been playing Pebble Beach back in the day when Sean. No, Taylor. I would have taken his honor, gone and played because, like, I mean, it. It. I mean, with when the Marinos and Elways, hell, if I'd have made it then, I would have cherished it. But they played, they competed, they had a blast. They went to Hawaii the way it's supposed to be. Listen, Sean's right. Hey, we're we're not far away from them flags on Sundays now. Be careful. Oh, no doubt. Hey, we're, we're a step away now. No, Where else are you going? No. Besides what, the rules, what, what, what's the next rule? Shit, what, what, what else are you going to do? So, Sean, the next rule is no tackling at the hip. Have you seen this shit? Yes, where you're not, and you're not allowed to do that tackle where you throw the guy down and your hip hits the ground first. Like you're not allowed to bulldog him. Oh, we are the integrity of tackle football, and I don't want to hear one flake fall out of the sky and talk to me about, well, you know, we got to protect all these players. Yes, we do. But in the process, we still fucking play tackle football. Ah, dude. We, we, we do. It is a violent sport. We got to get out the cheap hits. We got to, you know, helmet to helmet. I get all that leading to the crown. But you know what? If I'm Ray Lewis and you're running across the middle and you got the ball and I got a chance to put your spine through your belly, not on, not, not, you not literally, that's how your ass is getting hit. That's how he used to hit. That's how guys we used to play. And I don't want to hear, well, that's old head shit. No, it isn't because the Pro Bowl is unwatchable, hence why they're playing flags. And even Josh Jacobs said, what is this shit? I know. You know, you get to a point that – and, and people show up to that because it's the autograph, shake hands, kiss babies. It was packed house. I know. It's – it's well, we got to – it's fun. No, it's not. I'm sure Tyler Huntley loved it because 18 guys canceled and he had to go to the Pro Bowl. Listen, I like Tyler. Good player. Tyler Huntley's not a pro bowler. He did not deserve to be in the pro bowl. Right. But he's going to be able to spend his whole life now saying, just think if I played now, JB, yeah. with some of the, with the starts I had, at, at one point in time, I'm, they may have said, you know, Sean, you played eight, eight you, you're, the, you, you, you're the seventh alternate in the pro bowl. You get to go play. Yeah. And guess what you get to do for the rest of your life? Motherfuckers, I made the pro bowl in 2023, Lucky 2022. Right. Nothing against Tyler. Right. Good for him. Yeah. But – it's not the pro. The best players are not on the field, and when they are there, they don't want to play. And it's gotten to the point of, listen, I, I know we're what they're doing is they're forcing it down our throat so they can make money. The Pro Bowl and the there's not a player other than the nightlife and and the camaraderie. If it's your first time with the fellas, you're laughing and joking and having a good time. That wants to do it when practice is over. They're having a blast. They're going over and hanging out and having a cold beer and getting the sun. Take it back to Hawaii if you're going to do it and do it the old-fashioned way and put a red jersey on the quarterback if that's what you're worried about. Yeah. If, if that We damn near do it in regular season anyway. So, yeah, JB, I got a real problem. I know it's the Pro Bowl. It's not that big a deal. Then if it's not, let them all go play golf somewhere. Instead, We turned it into one of those, all this, you know, crazy-ass competition. 
then let's go put all the I, – I guarantee they'd rather go drink beer on a golf course and talk shit and compete that way and smoke cigars and have fun than go out and play flag football. Hey, I talked to Max Crosby. That's exactly what they did. Right. That's exactly what they did afterward. They were with Mark da- or, uh, Davis, the owner. That's not a picture. Man. Right. Now with what, them. Why, well, why wouldn't you? <laughs> so, so to me – and like, okay, it's the Pro Bowl, but I'm just telling you, JB, the more we let this stuff creep in, I don't know what else there is to do. Now, it's still a physical. These athletes are great, but please don't tell me, while the athletes are better, that this is a better brand of football than when Walter Payton played. Oh, do not tell me this is the brand of football you're watching is better than watching Aikman take on Montana. Stop it. No. I, or, or screw that Randy Cross come out and block Darren Woodson on a sweep. It, it's it, because it was meant to be physical. It was meant to not meant to hurt people. Guys get banged up and guys get hurt, but it, it it's not meant for that. But what it is meant for is physical, nasty. We have lost the integrity of a physical game because we are at the point now. I don't know how these players, defensive players, get hosed more than anybody. And I'm an offensive guy. Where are you supposed to hit somebody? Please explain to me. Where you're supposed to hit a guy? Can't hit him in the in the head. You can't hit his knees. You can't hit him in the hip. Now you can't grab his jersey. Um, you can't. You uh, can't. You can't even lead with your helmet to the sternum. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like that when that used to be. Matter of fact, as a quarterback and 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 having been hit there, do you know what what would happen when a guy would hit you either hard in the with his helmet in the middle of the back or in the sternum? You know what you do. You'd pop up and pat him on the shoulder pads, even if he knocked the shit out of you, and thank him that he didn't go and hit you somewhere where he could have hurt you worse. You were grateful that he went helmet, crown of the helmet to the sternum, and they were encouraged to drive your ass into the ground. Hell yeah. They were encouraged to throw their arms out and land on you like you're in the fucking Matrix and Keanu Reeves is a defensive end. Did you see the 30 for 30 when, when, when Saragusso fucking fell on Gannon? Yes. Yeah, I remember it. Fuck yeah. And so, yeah, you don't want to take a guy up. Like, remember when Terry Bradshaw and Joe Turkey Jones lifted Bradshaw up and slammed him on his shoulder? No, we don't want that. You're not going to sit there and, and doggone pile drive a guy. But you know what? I, I don't even dislike the fact I, – I don't even like the fact that once there's a pick, defensive guys used to love it. They yell out Oski, and they'd go get the quarterback. Yeah, I can remember the second you thought they're coming because that's their chance to get a clean legal hit on you and Arch. knock the piss out of you. And you were it was on a fucking swivel. You damn right it was. You start to go around and make a tackle, and you get three cats on defense coming to unload on you, and it was fair game, and that was okay. That as long as they didn't, you know, three guy, one guy, like one guy holds you up, the other chop blocks. You know, nobody was trying to do that, but it was their chance to get a oh, he's he, he's fair game now, and and, and I do I. I can't stand. You ever remember the block when Keith Byers peeled back on Pepper Johnson on the sideline? And now it was it was a great, it was a crazy ass hit. But I don't know why we're not even allowed. The the guy you peel back and block, if he runs like uh, Ben Watson did to chase down Champ Bailey, he makes a tackle and saves you know saves the touchdown. That may be the guy you need to go block. I don't know, dude. I I just think rules have made it. Well, I haven't watched the Pro I used to cover the Pro Bowl for ESPN, didn't watch it then. Do the pregame show and get out and be on the beach while they're in the first quarter. But I, I don't, you know, it's just the Pro Bowl, but I'm a little nervous. I mean, we're getting closer to being like that. They'll make a call on Sunday, a personal foul call or a holding call or a block in the back or a 
which we should get away with, but they'll make a call on a very clean hit this week. It's a good physical hit that Jack Lambert will spit his food out when he's watching the game on TV. Remember when Warren Sapp smoked the center for the – Do I? The peel back? For the Shit, yes, action. I do. Yes. And you know what? That was encouraged back in the day. So, it, it, well, the athletes hurt, are awesome. You know, he came out and interviewed today, and he said, you know what? That was football. Yep. Who said that? The center that got oh, hurt. Oh, yeah. It was football. So, the brand of fo- – the athletes are phenomenal. They're great to watch. The brand of football, the quality of football is not better. It is not. It is not better, and it actually the lack of physicality is weak. I really do not that they're. And it's not the players' fault. Right. They've set the rules up. Hell, we don't have long training camps. I mean, we we basically and anything that looks vicious, even if it's legal, you're getting penalized on. And I don't like it. And I think defenses get screwed. Hey, uh, before we move on to film, because me and you will fuck. We'll talk for fucking two hours before we know it's twenty minutes gone. Uh. Sean Payton to Denver. Um, he chose to take the weirdo fuck over the shitbird and Kyler Murray. Um, Wise move. Like, At least I know one of them prepares. At least I know that. Kyler Murray, he's ahead of his rehab. Have you seen it? No. Have you seen him fucking working out lately? No. Fuck, look at this motherfucker. He's grinding. Dude, I know this is going to be a joke. Pick it up. Walk back. Up. Come on. Come on. Get down, Kyler. Dude, that is so wrong. Up. What what happened Three. to you, man? I was getting ready to think, dude, is he really grinding? Physically, it wouldn't shock me if he was grinding. But mentally, I don't think he's studying tape tonight. I can assure hey, you. You don't that. think he's down low enough here? Up. We call that ass to the Four. grass, brother. That's a squat now. That's fucking Up. Kyler Murray. Is that is that real though? Not <laughs> Kyler Murray, but is that a real video? Yeah, dude, that kid. Those are forty fives on each side, and the kid looks yeah, like he's two. And the dad ain't spotting his ass either. Yeah, the, he looks like he's two, and his ass is touching the ground. <laughs> By the time that kid's in the seventh grade, somebody's going to get hurt on the football field if he's playing. <laughs> that kid's a stud, man. Hey, um, so- so Sean Payton's taking over. He's he came out and made this statement. Thirty seconds. Coach uh, Russell Wilson had a personal coach, Jake Hughes, in the building with access who wasn't on the staff. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with that. Sean Payton's basically laughing like, "Who the fuck's gonna allow this quarterback coach to come in my office?" Like, did we? What if you got asked that question, Sean? You're the head coach of Denver, and they say, "Hey, uh, can uh, Russell bring his personal quarterback coach?" to talk over my quarterback coach that I've hired for my organization. Can you imagine that happening? The answer would be he's not even going to train him on our field. He's going to go to the local park or his local junior college or college to do it because he's not under he's not employed. I read comments about that today where some are saying, well, you'd think he'd want to cater to his star. His star? What? He was the biggest reason. they. I saw it on Twitter. Well, you'd think he'd want to make his – his prize star happy. Prize star? Shit, he was the reason they couldn't win last year. Now, can it get fixed? Hopefully. I know Russell worked. Listen, I can't imagine as a quarterback trainer waltzing into Bill Belichick or to Sean Payton or to any head coach saying, hey, by the way, man, uh, my guy, or if you're the quarterback and I'm his quarterback coach saying, uh, I just he's going to have an office in the building and he's going to be coaching me while we're sitting in the meeting room and he's going to sit in there What's he going to do? 
talk like when you well, Russ, they want you to do this, but here's how we're going to get to it. Are you kidding me? I don't care if Russ if if it's a clause in his contract. Guess what, Russ? We're we're, we're xing out that clause. There'll be a new addendum to the contract. Are you out of your? I can't even believe. No wonder Hackett can't win there. No, no wonder to allow that shit. So what if the left tackle is a pro bowler? Does he get his guy? When Chubb was there before he got moved to Miami, can he have his? Does does he get his pass rush specialist? You know, I I I just I can't even believe it was broached. I'd be embarrassed if I was the quarterback coach. I'm not saying Jay keeps. I know he's a good teacher, but I'd say no, 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 Russ. You go do this thing. If we're going to work, we'll work before or after or off season. This is not my place. If they put me on staff, different story. I'm not on staff. They're, I'm, not a, I'm not an employee. No, no, no. I'm your private coach. We'll do this when we're like all, everybody else in the world does. I think it's embarrassing. I think it, 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 it says it has D, Russ. The only problem with Russ for me, he has diva and this superstar shit written all over him. And I don't know where it came from, but but I guess I do. You know, he he's, he's lives the life. He's, he's, you know, the superstar wife, and he's been a star. But at some point in time, the roots that got, got you there, meaning your roots of he was a third-round pick, and he grinded and won the job and, and, and fit in, blue-collared it, you know, even though he, you know, he's white-collar talent, meaning he's gifted and probably in any other time would have been a higher draft pick than a third-rounder. And this dude – you got to get back to your roots and where you were there and what made you good in the first place. But asking your quarterback, is Sean Payton, I love it. It's like, get the fuck out of here without saying it. That's what he wanted to say. Yeah. That guy's not coming into the building. Yeah. We'll take care of that. I'm the quarter. I'm running this offense. You can go train with your guy away from here. The fact that Denver let him in, no wonder. And if I'm at a teammate, I'm like, let Russ cook. I heard that too. Well, you're not letting Russ cook. Sean isn't. Let Russ cook. Shit, Russ didn't even know how to turn on the microwave last year. So let's fix it this year, and hopefully Sean Payton can, because Russ is talented. He got to hey. get back to the basics that made I him know, good I in know the first who place. ain't a prima donna. That motherfucker right there ain't no prima donna. Not either one of them. Not nine or twelve. Well, nine could have been if he wanted to, because he was a Super Bowl champion, but he was anything but that. And number 12 wasn't a Super Bowl champion. He's just a slap dick trying to get by. So hey, where's, where's your guys' chin straps at? What the fuck's going dude, on? I didn't, dude, I never that chin strap, that helmet fit tight. I didn't practice with a chin strap a day in my life, okay, in the NFL. I didn't wear a chin strap, not one time. That the helmet fit tight. That might be a little prima donna-ish. Okay, really? So they're not going to hit you. It fits tight, so I don't want to rub my chin raw. Why the hell do I need to wear one at practice? It's not like we were running, hey, 18 quarterback sneaks in a row and hit the quarterback in the face, okay? Hey, did you did you did you wear knee pads? Uh no. I didn't. Fucking prima donna. You're you might be the guy that set the tone for fucking Russell Wilson to do what the fuck he's doing now. No, why dude, listen to me. You're are you you're talking about practice? Practice? <laughs> we're talking practice. No, uh, when we wore gear, I wore gear, I didn't need knee pads. Uh, yeah, I wore thigh. I don't even know if I wore thigh pads at practice, but shoulder pads and you know, a little wristband. No, dude, I, there's no diva in me. I don't have an ounce of you diva. You don't think in me. you need have. knee pads for these nuts? You don't think you needed knee pads for these nuts? For not for those nuts, maybe for these nuts, but no, I didn't need knee pads for these nuts. You didn't think you need? <laughs> I, I'm gonna get your ass back. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. I'm gonna I'm get. Quit, your... <laughs> quit trying to throw it in there fast. Like, yeah, knee pads for these. Yeah, no, not these nuts. Okay, I'm gonna get your ass back. Hey. Don't give me that chin strap shit. What well, you and I'd have been in a fight if you were my coach and you said, put a chin strap on. No, in truth, 
if they would have said put a chin strap on, I would have worn Dude, I've never wore a mouthpiece in, since I didn't wear a mouthpiece in high school. If they you, said you, you had you, to wear a mouthpiece. You would have wore a chin strap because you were a fucking coachable dude. Yes, if Coach but, asked me to. Yeah, absolutely. Coach I would says, have had your ass in full fucking knee pads. The old knee pads, too. The ones that came over your shin. Yeah, dude, stop it. You had full geared out, right? Yeah, I'd had it. But if you were my coach and my boss, yeah, strapped up on the green, get your yeah. ass off the sideline. You can take your hat off. Yeah, but but I'll, but when you're standing behind the huddle, I want it chin strapped up, right? Where you can't even let it go. I, now, if my coach said it, I'd have done it, dude, without a complaint. But hey, that's old was, school, though, huh? Before you, that, that's how Lombardi and them were. You damn right it was, and you weren't getting caught sitting on your helmet. Now, coaches, I was with coaches. If you sat on your helmet. You got your ass chewed. You weren't allowed oh, to sit on your helmet. I hated that shit. But dude, no, my helmet. Our helmet fits so tight. The damn chin strap is was nothing more than a yeah. cosmetic look. So I didn't practice with it. Most guys I know, at least Mac never did either. But yeah, dude, I I, I got to look at this. I got to look at this face. I got to check out your swag. This, this face mask. Okay, you had my face mask. That's the fucking best quarterback face mask. The one you got on is the best quarterback face mask. You can see through it. Fucking right. Mac has a guy. I'm I'm gonna see Mac this weekend, maybe at Pat's house. I'm gonna say, you got a fucking D line face mask on, and and a fucking shield. Yeah, kid, kid, can you give me something to wipe the shield off with, kid? That's it. Mac, he was he was priceless, dude. It was, but I no, I was never. I, I didn't want to ever be. I would never have been disrespectful to a coach. He said, "Get here, you put that chin strap on." I would have, but but. Uh, not with Pratt, not 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 on the practice field. Hey, I bet you wore fucking Nike shark cleats, huh? No, no, <laughs> no, dude. I I wore at one point in time we had to wear Reebok in the league, and then when you didn't have to wear Reebok, I was I, I liked. I don't even know if I was able to wear Adidas. I'm a Adidas guy now because they fit my feet better. I wore whatever they told me to wear, man. Unless I was endorsing a shoe, and I'd spat. And sometimes I had to spat it up so I didn't. My ankles didn't. You know, I I, I didn't. Dude, I, I was not. The fashion police, right? I didn't. I, I just wanted to grind, man. I, you know, that's fine. But my wristbands look sweet as hell. I wore long sleeves all the time. I lo- I loved wearing long sleeves in games because I liked the feeling against my arms, even if it was ninety degrees out or if it was twenty degrees out. I like sleeves on my arms. I rarely, but I did sometimes too. Out, I was. I didn't go bare bare armed very often. So, but you know, I didn't ever use a read it wristband so somebody call a play and I had to flap that bitch up. They called a play and you memorized it and went to the line of scrimmage. But I know I know times have changed. Hey, I miss man. that old school fucking take I run to the sideline, get the whole fucking play, run it in, tell everybody their job and then let's run the play. Yeah, then I remember we were in Brian Billick and I held the ball too long like on a second down and I think I it t- took a sack. I can't remember what the situation was, but it was like third and fourteen <laughs> and it was my fault. He look. I look over at him to get the signal. He points at me. I'm like, you know, like send that send that signal in. He points at me. Like your job. He, your, he goes. Job. He goes. Basically, what he was saying was, "Bitch, you were the one who missed that hot read. You call the next play." Yeah. And the truth is, if you didn't know formations tucked with with personnel groupings, you were hosed. So you had to get in your playbook to know that because there were times when they said, "You got this," and so you'd go do your thing, but. Yeah, man, I, I uh, some some of those the t- times have changed, man. It doesn't mean the game's not hey, great. After that, it's not as physical. Taken, how how many fat hoes were be were were waiting on you to leave practice? Well, they got to eat. 
They weren't ever waiting at practice, dude. What are you talking about? How many fat hoes are sitting there at the at the hotel waiting on you? Dude, have you seen me? Have you seen the money maker? Come on now. Dude, have, you, have you seen this? Hey, I'm just looking outside my my window here. It's fucking yeah. unbelievable skyline. Unbelievable. I'm looking down towards Esco. I'm looking down towards Esco right now. I got the sunset coming down. Yeah. Don't be gazing. Don't, don't be starting to get into your feels and gaze into my eyes when I'm telling you about, you know, when I walk in. No, nah, man. I was all football all the time. Right? Yeah. That was, that was a grinder. Still am, man. Still am. Now, some of those cats, yeah, I, you know. Hey, I did it. Long time ago. I, I wish I had some eligibility left, though. I can tell you that. Hey, me too. You like that face mask, though, didn't you? Yeah, I like you the like face. It? That's my face mask. Same one I had. Yeah, and that, that mouthpiece, dude. I honestly, I remember I, you know, I bit into one. You know how you cut them up and bit him by and put them in the, the, on the stove and the, the hot coffee mug, yeah, melt the, them up. Yeah, or it's, you know, you, they're, it's, it's a boiling water. Boiling water, and you get to soften it up and bite it. I did that. I never wore it. I don't even know what it was. And, at one point in time, like college, they said you had to have it on you, so I just stuck it in my sock. I have never played a game with a mouthpiece in my mouth from the time I was a ninth grader in high school. Ever. Really? Ever. Never. And I'd never had a ref come up to me and say, put your mouthpiece in. I, 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 I'm to, I can tell you to this day, I've never called signals from the time I was 14 or 15, my freshman year in high school, until we sit here today. I have never worn a mouthpiece in my life playing football ever never it was stupid sometimes because taking that crown of the helmet to the jaw or under here where there's a scar but yeah i never wore one and i'm i still to this day i'm baffled i mean i know guys are protecting themselves but how they pull it out start calling signals and stick put it back i'm like it's too cumbersome for me man i couldn't stand it still never wore one my entire career man that's one thing that i See, I, I I hit my head on the turf once, and I didn't have it in, and that fucking those that teeth can cut. You know, your teeth concussion. Oh, yeah. That's when you get the concussion. It ain't it ain't getting just hit by anything. It's when that fucking jaw concusses, and that's why. So I used to do the same. I went to the dentist. You know, I'm younger than you. They sent us to the dentist years after that, and had us molded. You know, they molded the fuckers, right? Oh yeah. They they still were shitty. They still were not. They weren't like it was talking like this. You still had to fucking take it out. Yeah, see, I, to me, yeah, it's like it was useless. It's, it's tits on a boar, dude. Tits on a boar hog. Yeah, yeah, no thanks. And now, if you want to go back, you were asking me about pulling. Now, if you want to talk about walking out of the Coliseum Tunnel in college, now you come see me now, okay? Quarterback at that school, it's like shooting fish in a barrel, dude. I never done it before, but it sure seems easy. But other than that, I was just a grinder, man. That's you all. You did it at SC. You did it right there on Figueroa. You got all the hoes. Leaving the Shrine Auditorium after the <laughs> after the grand. You got all, you got the Figueroa hoes right there yeah. on my SC. Don't hate. Do much for that. Don't hey hey throw three touchdowns and go have yourself a good time with the fellas, man. There you hey. go. Hey, you throw three touchdowns and you fucking buy them some fat burger right there on Figueroa and Exposition, huh? Fight on. Fine, on, we, got, we got some Jalen Jalen Hurts film. We're gonna get into it. Sean, I'm gonna we're gonna break down Jalen on offense. We'll break him down for for about 15 minutes. Then we're gonna flip over to Kansas City on D. We're gonna break defensive line down so you can see how Jalen Hurts and what he has to do. Sean's gonna break down what they have to do 
what Jalen has to do. Uh, but I think Sean and I both agree. He cannot throw for 122 yards and win the game. Sean, Sean King on my show this morning thinks the same way. He's going to have to surprise Kansas City with a couple shots and use his arm um, because we know Kansas City, I think, is going to be ready for his feet. And going into this, just and we'll we'll flip the switch on Thursday and reverse it, right? Kansas City focus and some defense for Philly. So I can just tell you this is an overall defensively. You know Steve Spagnolo likes to pressure more than and I don't know what the percentage is. Philly doesn't want to blitz. I was talking to Seth Joyner about that as well. You know why? Is because they rely so heavy on that down four. Led the league 70 sacks, and about 63 of them were those guys with their hand in the dirt. So yeah. they don't get, they don't need safety blitz pressures to get it on you. You're going to have to keep an eye on that as we get into it about does Pacheco come into this game big because they get out of, they're so intent on pressure in Mahomes. But as you flip it here, the one thing Kansas City, as we watch their front in a minute, but Jalen Hurts is Chris Jones is going to move around. Yep. And he's there, but the problem is you're going to move around. You're dealing with what may be the very best offensive line in the NFL, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. So Spags is going to have to dial up, watching a lot of tape, trying to find confusion during pre-snap to free runners up during post-snap. And neither secondary, and I don't, I don't mean this disrespectful, neither secondary has got Lester Hayes or Mike Haynes back there. Right. So. I was asked a question today, JB, before you kicked that on, and I, I would imagine you'll agree. Somebody asked me the question, would you rather have a great front seven and an average back end or a great back end and a very average front seven? I said, that's as a quarterback playing against it. Yeah. I said, the easy, I said, you give me an average front seven that doesn't pressure, I don't give a shit who you're putting back there. Yeah. If they're not pressuring an average quarterback, I'm going to become a really good player. And if you're a really good player, you're going to become great. And if you're a great player with no front seven to pressure you, even I don't care if you put four pro bowlers back there. Eventually, if you can't get to the quarterback, the great players are going to end up winning the MVP in a league. You flip hey, it now. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a true proponent as, as well of this is – I think there is a common um, – I think there's a common denominator on winning football games. I don't. I believe it starts at the high school level, junior college, college, and NFL. If you have a fucking legitimate front four and legitimate lockdown corners, you can win football games, and a lot of them. Right. And and, and then on the other side, if you have a quarterback and and you have that combination. You can win in high school. You can win in junior college. You can win yep. in college in the NFL. In the NFL, you need a little more. Obviously, you need an O-line. You need a few other things. But it starts with those. Huh? It starts with those group you're talking about. Yeah. But if you have to make a pressure, choice. Get pressure have, on the queue and lock down the wideouts, right? Right. Absolutely. But I can tell you this. that No matter – I don't care if it's the best corners in the world. For the most, Rod Woodson and Dion, as great as they were, if you give me four seconds to throw – yeah, I'll eventually get you because I'm assuming my guys. Okay, Rod and and Dion and my receivers happen to be Jefferson and Rice. I'm gonna yeah. get you. I'm gonna get you eventually because well, yeah. that's a lot of time to throw. So you're exactly right. Those guys on the edge that those are the guys that don't even come back to the huddle. They know they're playing man covered no matter what the hell you do. It's like a box and one 
or a box into Lester Hayes, Mike Haynes. They didn't even need to go back to the huddle. They already knew what the Raiders were going to do with you other nine, do whatever coach tells you to. We, we got these two guys locked out. But Scott, I would rather – I want to make sure we coach them up on this topic. People don't understand. When, when, when we, people go cover zero, Sean, explain to them why cats go cover zero. It's not to say that our corners are better than your receivers. It's telling you that our corners are better than your quarterback. Right. Because exactly we're not going to get the ball off. We're right. better than you. We believe we're going to get to you before your quarterback can make an accurate throw and set his feet or understand where the pressure's coming from. But I will tell you this. If you say, Sean, the best corner in the league, or the biggest disruptor in the league, I'm taking the biggest disruptor. Meaning, oh, yeah. uh, it, to me, the closer you are to the quarterback, the more impact you can make in a game. So I said that I'd rather – it's more difficult on a quarterback to deal – think about Tom Brady's losses to the Giants. Four down – they got pressure with four down guys, and they beat them. And so I will always take work inside out. I will take a front seven first corner second now if you get great players all over the place you win championships especially if the quarterback on the other side is good now i'm not saying that these corners and these players aren't good in this game but philadelphia knows damn well where their bread's buttered front seven pressure without blitzing that's where their bread is buttered and they want to be able to play some too high or some soft zone the problem is if you spend too much time there and you're rushing the passer and you face a formidable offensive line and run game Pacheco could end up having a big game if you're not careful. But we're and focused Sean, on the- right now, too. Uh, people don't want to talk about this. Everyone's saying that Jalen Hurts can't have another 120 yard night. Yeah, this but he was- didn't need one last uh, two weeks ago because he didn't I- need to throw for 300. They were it was San Francisco had no quarterback. I'm going to be honest, too. This team is built for a team. This is a game where it's very likely. He's the only quarterback in the league right now that probably can get away by winning a Super Bowl without throwing for 150 yards because the, the offense is predicated off boot, run the football, RPO, defense, and get after the cue. They can probably run for 250 with him being an additional runner, and he don't have to really throw a lot. Because of the, the, they're the most complete team all year long in this league, hence why they're the one seed in the NFC. The interesting thing, JB, is you're exactly right. This is the one team you can win the Super Bowl, and Jalen Hurts may not end up having to be the MVP. If 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 Mahomes isn't the MVP, Kansas City, now you may give it to Kelsey with 15 catches, but that would also mean that Mahomes probably threw for 500. So yeah. point is, is that I don't think you're winning this game. If, if Mahomes has got to be here, the tight end, or probably going to be the MVP, but Jalen could throw for a buck 75 and win. Because your front seven's good, not just good, they're, not, they're outstanding. They're down, they go to pressure the quarterback. They're good on the back end. That's not, their, that's not their biggest strength. And they've got two home run hitters, a wide receiver that you have to respect if you're Kansas City's defense. They've got Dallas Goddard, who's a good tight end, a Pro Bowl running back, and a quarterback who, they're three-dimensional. The quarterback can beat you with his feet. If you press them and you don't get to him and you miss on the blitz, they will kill you throwing the ball. And then they can run the ball from the backfield. So, yes, this is the one team in the league that the quarterback can play not great, but good. And just if he protects the football and throws for a buck 65, they can still buck 75. They can still win a game as long as they don't let their defense get, you know, the Kansas City doesn't go haywire and hang 45 on them. I'm just saying, yeah, you, you can, and you got to prevent the home run. And both of these teams are going to try to prevent the home run this week. So, you know what scares me though? <clears throat> 
Andy Reid, what he did against the Niners' number one defense, could have put 50 on him, 600 yards. I can see him doing that to an Eagle defense too because he will take advantage of your aggressiveness. Play calling advantage goes to the best play caller in the league, and that's Andy Reid. No disrespect to Shane Steichen, but the, it's a heavy advantage to a guy. And it doesn't matter. There will be no rhyme or reason. It could be first and tenth, I mean, second and two on the 35, and they'll do something. You're like, what? what, what why did he do that? He, it doesn't matter. Yeah. They, why he did it? Because they practice it, and he saw something he liked, and they'll yeah. do it. So let's yeah. roll with it, man, see what happens. I'm going to remove us so you can hear us talking. Um, <clears throat> you can hear us, right, Sean? I got you, brother. All right, here we go. First and 10, Jalen Hurts versus the Niners the other day. Uh, we got some Giants game a week before this in the divisional round as well. Uh, we can break down a little bit of each so you can see. Uh, we kind of we broke down this a little bit. We'll, get, we'll, throw, we'll go through this so we're not watching the same film. Um, yeah, we're not really talking quarterback mechanics in this. We're just talking game plans and what you got to be alert for. And the one thing about it is the 49ers posed a major threat with their front seven too because this was the number one D in the league. And without a quarterback, and D'Amico Ryan's kept a minute, but, you know, they had a good mix of run and get the ball out quickly in this game. And they're going to have to do the same thing because Kansas City's defense, while good, is sure as hell not the San Francisco 49ers. Let me uh, – I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up – Move uh, forward. Kansas, pull up Kansas City's D as well so we can have that up too. Um, I just want to make sure so people can see – the defensive side of the thing. So we can kind of, you can put it in perspective against, uh, you can kind of put it in perspective um, as far as how, how, how Hertz has to prepare um, for this game. Um, let's see. Boom. All right, here we go. So Sean, we just saw Jalen Hertz uh, going against a four man front. Very similar. Let's go to the end zone. This is a very similar deal. Now, this is a diamond look here, a little different than what Jalen Hurts just than what Jalen Hurts just saw versus Frisco. Frisco gave him a true four down. Yep. Um, Frisco was in a true four down look. They had a DN, a three technique similar to him. They had a shade and a three tech and, and a and a DN. They didn't have this bear look, diamond look, whatever you want to call it. I call it a diamond because there's one linebacker. If it was Bear, there'd be two backers. But this is a little different look than Jalen saw in 49ers. He's going to have to deal with this, especially when you run read option, um, Sean. Um, this defensive front, Sean, just to be clear, is a tell-you-to-throw defense. This is stop-the-run defense, throw-the-football defense, which is it's kind of ironic that – Kansas City did that to Joe Burrow. So yep. now, so now when we get to see, um, when we get to see Jalen Hurts, it's kind of ironic now that we get to see a true forty front. So everyone can understand what I mean. You saw Kansas City. Now you have a three, a five, a five, and a wide nine, and a four eye and a wide nine. This is a true forty front, two backers compared to what you just saw in Kansas City and what Jalen Hurts is going to have to face with a nose guard in Chris Jones, most likely, so they can stop the plus-one runner in Jalen Hurts. And what they'll do and with the shade of Chris Jones and what they will do, too, in certain situations to free him up, they will walk Jones out, and he'll play on the, uh, uh, on the defensive end. He'll be outside yes. on the offensive tackle. Yeah. He, will, he will play. He will turn in from an, from an inside interior defensive tackle 
and he very well may be the best in the league at that right now. And then getting outside, free him up to go pressure. The guy is the guy had like what 16 sacks, 15 and a half, 16 sacks from inside for the most part and moving outside, but he's versatile. Steve Spagnuolo, their defensive coordinator, is going to try to do everything he can too. They've got linebackers that are active. Listen, normally, and, and, and you know this, what do we always think about Kansas City, uh, JB? What's the word we use? Now, teams don't like to hear this, but in truth, they epitomize what we'd say is finesse, right? Spreads yeah. you out on offense, quarterback throws it, mix and runs. Now, Pacheco has made them with a little more attitude and a little thump on the offensive side. He's right. going to play downhill football, and he's going to make your ass pay. That's one thing. But And on the defensive side, the reason now that, that, that we don't, just address them as finesse and it's unfair at times because when an offense is finesse we automatically assume the defense is but Chris Jones and Frank Clark will get after your ass and they're going to have to prevent those guys from wrecking the game and also with this and you're exactly right you know Spagnolo going in this with one major priority we cannot let the inside zone read and the run game for Philadelphia not only hurts but Sanders in the backfield destroy us if they lose because Philadelphia ran for 220 yards in the game. Shame on them, right, JB? You cannot let the best part of their game, great perimeter wide receivers, but where they feast off is they are a run first, throw second, where it's usually opposite in Kansas City. Pass first, throw second. Georgia Bulldogs, pass first. They pass to set up the run. This team is going to throw slants off that, and you're right. They're going to have to get up, but the great thing for Philadelphia's offense is their offensive line is nasty. They don't believe you can stop them. Great center. Lane Johnson tackle. Their tackles are good. They're going to get after you. The, the chore is going to be, can Kansas City hold up if they attempt 40 runs in the game? If you recall, against the Giants, the Philadelphia Eagles ran the ball 44 times. 44 Sean, times. this is what you're going to see right here. This is similar to the 49ers front seven. Yep. So Hertz is going to at least have a little familiarity with what the front is. This is exactly kind of what 49ers do on D, a four, a three technique, and a shade, two rush fives. And when they put Chris Jones at the edge, Sean, yep. when Chris Jones plays the edge, in my opinion, it is what Jalen Hurts wants. i rather read Chris Jones all night that had and to disrupt inside. Him yeah. defend um, Lamar Jackson a year ago when Baltimore gashed Kansas City. They had Chris Jones on the edge when Kansas City had a slow start last year to the to the season. Yep. And Chris Jones looked like a deer in headlights because there you're not going to do you're not going to be an impactful player on the edge against Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson. I think mm -hmm. you can read him and nullify his greatness. Now, if you put Chris Jones inside, now. They're you, better. That's another issue, and yeah. I don't. I think he has to play inside this game. Uh, to everybody listening, I think Chris Jones has to play inside. Um, if he's on the edge, I I think that the Eagles should attack him and read his ass. The, the, the majority of the snaps, he's going to be hand on the dirt inside. He the, and Spagnuolo. These guys study, study, stay. Just like you know, JB, you and I can figure that out in watching one game tape. They know. Now, in certain situations, but I would also keep an eye on this when they do walk him outside, let's say third and seven. I can promise you this, Shane Steichen and, and Sirianni, they'll run the ball. They're not going to automatically in third and six plus line up and, and throw it. They believe they can get, I'm talking about Philadelphia's offense. They believe yeah. that they can get that read if Chris Jones, especially like you said, he's removed and, and wide. 
don't be surprised if you see them run inside and zone and read with with Hertz on a third and six, third and seven, third and eight, and you may see them throw it and push it down the field on second and two. I'm talking about on a regular basis. So I, I'm with you. I think that they'd prefer Chris Jones removed from the interior. They don't even, want Chris right here. No, even though they think that Kelsey and that group can block him, he's a he is a disruptor and one of the best in the league at it. You'd like him removed so you then have angles on him and run it inside. There is no doubt about it. You don't want him in yellow or red inside right there. No, you, you don't. You want his ass out here, and now you, Jalen Hurts now can read his ass from depth in the gun, and just think about it. This guy is a non-factor out here. And he plays into Hurts' strengths, JB, by doing that and yes. having him in the gun, no doubt. Yes. Um, you know, the Niners had a great front seven as well. Hurts. Oh, yeah. Hurt still could be damaged with his shoulder. I don't know if he's throwing the ball. If That's just how he throws. I mean, he's not a great passer. I think he's more of a thrower. We agree he's increased his uh, mechanics. He's become a lot better this year. He's still not going to – Sean, if we came into this game and you told me that Jalen Hurts has to beat you with his arm to win the game, I think me and you are going to be pretty pleased and excited about playing. And I, I don't think that there's any way Spagnolo comes into this game like I said, he is. If he, if it comes right down to it, oh, I think they respect the passing game. They're, the the receivers are big time on the edge. Yeah, they gotta they yes. gotta respect AJ. And, oh and, yeah, I mean they they can take a slant Smith, the distance. Right? We know right, Devontae Smith. They can take a slant the distance, but I, I believe every folks and this is not disrespecting Jalen Hurts. Every coordinator goes into a game and says. Okay, they'll all say we got to stop the run, but when you're playing Mahomes and I know Pacheco. In truth, you know, you got to stop Mahomes from going haywire on the edge and off schedule and yeah. doing all that. That's a fact. They'll tell you they got to stop Pacheco, and they do. But if I told you Pacheco was going to rush for 110 and Mahomes is going to go through, throw three picks, you'd say Kansas City ain't win it. So that's where you stop with Mahomes. But the majority, and you play Philadelphia, Spagnolo is going to take his chances. Now, you'd like to stop both, but you cannot leave. The, I'll take my chances that Jalen's not going to throw for 375 on me. I sure as hell can't let him throw for 240 right. and rush for a buck and a quarter. So you've right. got to, they're going to, they're, they're going to focus on, and it sounds weird because he's going to finish second or third in the MVP voting. It sounds crazy, but they are going to focus on those legs of his are not beating us. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're, that, at least, and if they do, then he's just better, but they're going to make the, they're going to, they're going to try to take him off their mark on the perimeter receiver wise and see if they can get him out of rhythm and contain him somehow. But you got to be smart on your pass rush because if the first guy misses and you're pressuring, and if you decide to blitz and Spagnolo will at times, if you're going to blitz and you, the first guy, he makes him miss because he's a big, strong dude. That's when big chunk plays happen down the field because then he's on the run and throwing on the edge and becomes a major threat. Yeah, I don't, I don't, this is similar front that they're, they're going to see versus Kansas City right here. There's right. four down, two backer box. We call it a stack box, a six man box. The Center safety box. There's a yeah. seven man box right here, but it's a six man stagnant loaded box. If we get that look, I mean, this is what they're going to do. Kansas City's going to play that look, play coverage behind you, and try to keep him in the pocket and get holding penalties, get other things. Just so we're clear, I did some statistical work, Sean. Philadelphia Eagles offensive line, who everyone says is really, really good, 
They were actually middle of the pack in the run game and 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 towards the bottom and giving up sacks. Yet everybody so, thinks they're the best offensive line in the league. Yeah, so there's some. You, they are vulnerable in some play in some times now. Right. Yeah. Statistics don't match up to the optics. I mean, the optics uh, yes. feel different than the than, than the actual metrics of it. Is what you're saying? No doubt. Yes. Yes. You look at their stats, they're middle of the pack in a lot of categories. And defensively, and this may be that when you get to Philly's defense, just talking about physicality, I think they're 16th or 18th, somewhere pushing 20 against the run. Yeah. And I was talking to Seth about it, and we both – that that might be skewed because one is they're so hell-bent on getting to the quarterback that you may be running on long-distance yard. You know what I'm saying? The game yeah. could be out of control. You're not letting your quarterback get hit. And – the truth of the matter is they're willing to give up some yards in the run game, Philly's defense, in order to sacrifice that. Okay, we gave up eight. Now we're going to go tee off on your quarterback. Because when you get 70 of them, you're, you're going to have to sacrifice something. And so yeah. that's that. And they don't, want, they don't like to blitz. They do not want to have to blitz. And they don't want to – Jonathan, you know, their, their defensive coordinator does not want to blitz in this one. Gannon in this game either. Because he doesn't want to leave guys on an island. And he's sure – because of Mahomes and – but the thing is, you also got to know that if you do that, that you're one-on-one, that you better get to Mahomes and not miss him either. So there's, there's some really big challenges for the defenses against misses on the quarterback when they're setting up or moving the pocket. We, we, we get this look here. We got fucking four guys to the, to the, to the three-by-one pyramid bunch set here. You got to work the backside one-on-one all the time. Yeah. I don't know. Kansas City got two rookie corners playing, Sean. So I just want you to see this look right here um, compared to what you're going to get in Kansas City. And you know what Uh, you're going to get too, JB? You're going to get at some point, if they give them that look, you're going to get a double move somewhere, right? You're going to get the sluggo. You're going to get the the stutter go on the single receivers. They're going to set them up with something, especially rookies. They're going to make them defend the whole field, and they're going to challenge them at some point which means Kansas City's going to do this. Try to give you a little help over the place, top. Man, we got, you just count them. Let's just count the numbers. You got one, two, and three, all right? Even though they're not in a bunch set similar to this look that you just saw Philly in, they are still going to stay too high, Sean. Yes, they don't want to give up the home run. There's no because doubt they're they going to make rookies back here. Yep. They got rookies back here. But the problem is they're not going to play you off like Frisco was playing the corner right here. They're going to press you, and Take, they're going to stay disrupt too Disrupt the timing. That's exactly so this right. This is the difference in Frisco's defense versus what Jalen Hurts is going to see this week against Kansas City. You're going to see more press too high. And here's and then and that's what goes back to what when you do that this and that's the disadvantage for Kansas City. When you go too high, I should be able to run the ball against you all day long. You know yes. what I'm saying, JB? That should be. A nice a example, Sean, three by one right That's here. exactly right. And they're going to see this, and every now and then Spags is going to come down and bring an extra body and pressure you off the slot, the coordinator, and see if he can manufacture some pressure to get to him, you know, try to confuse on one side, give you some sugar, and come and, and pressure you. But neither one of the I – mean, I don't know what Spags' percentage is, but I, I know Philadelphia doesn't like to blitz much at all. But – Spags may have to dial something up. Remember, he was a defensive coordinator, if I'm not mistaken, when they had the four down guys in New York when they won a Super Bowl getting after Brady, I'm pretty sure. So if you got guys that can do it, but when you're playing too high because you're afraid of getting beat with the big play offensively, that's when 
Philadelphia, the run game can come into play. So Spags is going to have to get an unbelievable effort from his front seven in the run game this week. And here, here you go. Now you're looking at the Frisco defense he just faced in three by one. And again, if you just watch what we, we showed in Kansas City, Kansas City keeps two guys on the roof. Here in Frisco, you got a guy creeped out in the box. You got your other safety here. And we have a lot of room for air out here on corners one-on-one. Kansas City's not going to do that. So it's going to make Jalen Hurts stay in the pocket a little longer. Think about the coverage. Look at the safeties. Are we open or closed is what Sean always likes to say. And what are we going to do? We got to locate the safeties. It's going to slow Jalen down just a tad bit. But like Sean said, we should be able to run the football for Philly against a too-high look. In this look, you got to throw the ball to win. That's exactly right. And that body, that last body you talked about, right there at the 35, that's Hufanga. And he, here he comes. Likes to. They brought him down to get his, and he will thump your ass. They brought him down. Why? D'Amico Ryans was not willing to. Now, if they'd had a quarterback, it may have been different. We're not willing to let the run game of Jalen Hurts and the inside zone and Miles Sanders and the group of running backs dominate them at the line of scrimmage. So what they do? They said our corners are good enough. Our front seven can. We're going to bring an extra guy down. And Hufunga played around the line of scrimmage, and you know they brought him down to make sure that you put pressure on Jalen Hurts now to read it out and beat you throwing the ball. But he didn't have to. Why? Because they didn't have a quarterback to combat it. All you had to do is protect the ball and not give San Francisco defensive touchdowns, and you win. But that's why they bring an extra guy down, folks. And against Philadelphia, at times you have to. Unless you got that's going back to JB's original point at the top of this, that if you got locked down corners, you can you can then you're talking about a lot of shit you can do with those other nine in the run game and say you two on the perimeter don't get to beat us. Meaning uh, Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. It's a huge challenge for the Kansas City Chiefs defense because of the versatility of that guy right there running the football. And, and, and this is a prime example, Sean. I'm going to show you. I want you guys to eyeball 75 here, okay? I want you to eyeball this defensive end. 75 for Frisco is an inside player playing the edge. When you see Jalen Hurts pull the ball, look how slow and and just unathletic he is chasing the quarterback. That is not not what you're going to see this week. I just want to be clear. 75 should be inside here. He's not an edge guy. Look at it. He's more of a three technique playing the edge. And that is what Jalen wants Chris Jones to do. We want to see that from Chris Jones because if I'm Jalen Hurts, I want to see Chris Jones playing the edge compared to him playing the inside because I want to be able to read his ass, Sean, unlike unlike right here. Here we go. Let's see. He's inside here, but... Chris Jones is inside here. He's that guy this right there. I there don't go. want him if I'm Philly. Because putting him on a guard uh, one-on-one is a lot more out of my control, right? It's out of my control for Jalen Hurts. I got to depend on my O-line to block his ass. If he's on the edge like this guy, I can now read him and have a little more control over him. And you see Cincinnati. Their offensive line's not very good. And you see, they went to they, the guard freed up. He had nobody over him. So he he uh, helped the right tackle out on Chris Jones. I think I think Philly believes that they can handle him by themselves. But they're going to be, when he's lined up inside, 
they're not going to try to block him with one guy the whole game. You're exactly right. If you want Chris Jones to have the effect you want, in my opinion, for the most part in this game, just like you, if I'm Kansas City, I'm keeping him inside because he can still rush the passer from there. Look, they're, the, the guy's so really they're putting a there. tight end on him in the backfield. They're chipping him. And he's pushing him right back into the quarterback's lap damn near. The guy can play. Yep. He's a yep. friggin' monster. Monster. Yeah, I agree. And then and then red zone, Jalen Hurts is going to get back to seeing this look here, which is a tight, we call it a TNT, nose tackle nose. We got a or a tackle nose tackle. We got a, a, a tight look here, diamond bare front. Uh, this is just a 40 stack look. And they're going to have to make them pay um, either getting the ball out quickly or in the run game with Jalen Hurts. Um, and this is kind of what you're going to see Kansas City do to him in the red zone. Where are they going to put Chris Jones? Uh, he's not even in the game right now. Where are they going to put Chris Jones? And, and how are the Philadelphia Eagles going to attack Chris Jones? I don't believe Chris Jones is the only factor. I don't think they're going in game plan Chris Jones as the only issue. No, I Frank think- Clark's a problem, too. And the linebackers run pretty well in Kansas City. They're, yeah, they're Kansas active. pretty damn good D. They're, yep. they're, they're not going to be just some defense uh, just going to scheme one guy. I don't believe right. that's going to be the case. But, um, but again, I want to look – a little bit of Jalen Hurts, uh, Sean, versus the the Giants, where he actually threw the ball and had a lot of yards and success versus a Giants team that we agree probably isn't ready for the big time just yet, even though they made strides and made it to the second round. Uh, they like Jalen likes a lot of empty, Sean. Um, I think empty will be a good formation versus Kansas City based on their young rookie secondary. And now it's going to expand the box and allow Jalen to do this out of an empty set. Uh, I think Kansas City's defensive line is a little better than the Giants, obviously. Even though the Giants have a few good pieces to build on, I think the Giants have a hell of an opportunity to be good next year. But, see, Kansas City doesn't have this guy, Sean, this big waddle body guy here. They're a lot more built for speed, quickness, and and Kansas City's built for a little more athletic quarterback like Jalen Hurts. So and re- remember, Wink Martindale, the coordinator for the Giants, they'll pressure and blitz as much as any team in the league. Yeah, I mean, their percentage they 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 are rushing more than I mean they're going to rush blitz blitz blitz. So it was different. You empty, spread it out so you can see where they're coming from. They love to pressure, so you're not going to see as much of this when Wink Martindale bringing guys pressuring. A lot of games and doing all that. He is multiple as it gets. And that's when Jalen, like I said, if you're going to blitz and you got a free runner, you can't miss if they're going to get to that point. But you won't see hell. Wink Martindale may blitz you more than both these teams combined this week. You know what I'm saying? And that quarterback, when you can run, they'll be you'll get some gaping holes in the run game with nobody on the back end to help when you're playing the Giants. But Jalen threw the ball. The key there is getting it out on time and don't let those games affect you. But they took care of the Giants rather handily in both the run and the pass. Yeah, I, it, you know what? It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting, man. I think uh, we got to see a little bit. We're gonna do the same thing with Patrick Mahomes on Thursday. We got to see kind of how we're doing this. We're gonna show you how to attack Kansas City. What Kansas City is gonna give you. The good part about this this week on both sides, Kansas City's defensive front is similar to to the Frisco front that you just saw for the majority of that film. So you're gonna get a forty. You're going to get a stack look. You're going to get a little bit of too high, a little bit of man, a little bit of two man, uh, little quarters. 
out of Kansas City. They're going to try to protect that secondary for Kansas City, who is young. But if I'm you, Sean, Sean, if you're the D coordinator in Spags over there and you're going to say, look, we got a young secondary. But you know what? Hurts isn't his strong suit isn't throwing the ball. So let's make sure he beats us with his arm. Let's prove to uh, let's make him beat us. And, and let's try to get at his ass early and often yep. and try to shut this run game down and add hats to the old line box. And then I'll adjust along the way if we can't cover anybody, right? But I got to go into this stopping, taking something away and trying to, to completely minimize that impact. And you mentioned about the 49ers and the Chiefs. Listen, you take Frank Clark and Chris Jones, both pretty damn good players. And you had Bosa and Armstead, both pretty damn good players, right? So – the, the, the similarities for different reasons, but stars that have their hand in the dirt or standing up on the outside pressuring, and you, you, you got them on both. So Philadelphia knows what that's like. And then when you played the Giants, it was pressure, pressure, pressure from Wink Martindale. But I'm with you, and I was going to ask you, JB, and we can close it out like this. For me, I'm 100% with you. Rookies or not, young corners or not, I, I can't sit back and allow you to have your way with me in the run game. I got to – well, I got to do what Wink Martindale did to Justin Jefferson when they played the Vikings in the first round of the playoffs. Held yeah. him to 40 some yards. You're not that guy's not beating me, man. Yeah. If Cousins or somebody else with Dalvin Cookie, you can beat me great. I'll deal with it. That guy and I think Cousins was held 32 or 39 and they still didn't win. So, point is that that you cannot allow Listen, they're based on the, that hurts in the run game dominating you. And when Jalen has his best passing games is when you decide, all right, we're going to sell out to the run. And if we can't stop it and he's pulling out and he's having one of those days where he's 22 or 29 for 252, then, then, then there's trouble. you got to hope that that's not the case. But I'm starting this game geared up to stop the entire run game. And I know it's a chore because the advantage Smith and Brown on the outside versus young corners but I can't stay in too high the whole game because if I do, I'm playing right into Philadelphia's strengths. On the other side, if you're the Eagles, I would imagine that you're in your mind, you're thinking the same thing, right, JB? If you and I are putting our game plan and you're thinking, here's exactly what they're going to do. They may give us a mix, but they damn well know that we run the football with a good offensive line and that is who we are. Don't be surprised if they come out and throw the ball four or five times, six times on a first drive to soften it up and see, okay, let's see if these guys – hell, I won't be shocked if they don't take a shot early in the game. You know, old – remember how the Oakland Raiders used to do that in the first series of every game, the old school? They'd come out in Cliff Branch. They'd take a big shot right off the bat to at least back you off. Yep. But the whole key to this, and I think the hidden gem, and we'll get to him on Thursday, is what is Andy going to do with Kansas City's run game and Pacheco? And it's going to be fun to watch, but – yeah, I, overall advantage Philly because of the, they're a more complete team. But they they are well, JB. I'll give you the similarities. Huh. Both teams I think scored five hundred and sixty-two points. Both teams had six Pro Bowlers, six six Pro Bowlers plus a Kelsey and a quarterback. Both teams. Um, had the exact uh, – both teams were one seed. And then both teams – did I say they both scored 560? I mean, the amount – it's it's eerie that there's like five categories that they were exactly the same, the Chiefs and the Eagles. 
So if you want an even matchup and you're looking at the metrics and the, and the analytics, you got it. One's a better passer, Mahomes. One's better with his feet vertically getting upfield, running, getting yards. Mahomes can buy time. Kelsey, I don't know how you stop him. I really don't. But you can't let him catch 15 for a buck 90. I, I, if I was a betting man, I, I would bet the over on what he gets yards and catches. Right. But yet, then in the process, if you say, okay, he's going to run, you know, they run him on a lot of those options. You lean inside, run away, man. It's really kind of a free-for-all. Dude, run up and find a way to get open in zone. And if it's man, inside zone, inside man, run away, push off. Outside man, push off, run away inside. If it's zone, find a spot, soft spot, and we'll just play We'll play street yard football and you just get open and I'll find you. And so that's the case. So I think you got to say, okay, like the Michael J- – Kelsey's going to get his. Now what? And we'll, we'll hit that. Kansas City's struggling on the edge, coach. They got bad. The wideouts are hurt. Hardman's that, out. They got they got Schuster's hurt. They got. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Is, is, is Vandell, you know, Valde, is Scantling going to step up and and do what he did in the last game? He was the best player on the field offensively outside of Mahomes in the last game. Yeah. Will he make those plays again, or is Mahomes so good he can just elevate anybody? Is going to be interesting. The advantage of this game going in health wise and everything's Philly. Yeah, but that number fifteen is pretty good uh, with the ball in his hand, JB. So we'll see. And I trust Andy Reid about as much as I trust any coach in the league. Not named Mike. I mean, he and Mike Tomlin to me. You're talking about the cream of the crop. With obviously Belichick's the obvious outlier, but the last few years, the, 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 these two coaches are as good as it gets. Who the, who the fuck's this guy though? That's all I care about. Which one? This fucking guy right here, that this 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 number twelve kid. Oh, that is well, that right there is well. Look at him. Let's get a there. You go. That's an epic picture, isn't it, Mac and I? God damn. Oh, chiseled. Is that Listen. you? Get the fuck out of here! Come on, man. Yo. Hey, we don't know. If faces that way, you know that's. If I was on Twitter, if I was one of these bitch ass cats on Twitter, I'd be like. That ain't you. You didn't play. You don't know. Oh, yeah. Hey, what do I know, though, right? What do I know? Yeah, what do I know? Right. What do I know? I do know that's me and Jimmy Mack having a good conversation on the practice field in uh, in Prairie, Minnesota. How many fat hoes were you talking about (laughs) right there? Uh, It was all that. We were probably talking about what time Mack was getting up for church on Sunday. Right? I don't think so. If I was a man, that probably what maybe we were talking about what kind of dip he had in his in his in his cheek and gum. Um, you know, we I guarantee there was a laugh, uh, there was a laugh or some kind of story um, during that conversation on the field right there. Or Mac would give me this, hey kid, I'm a little tired from last night. You know, it'd be 105 degrees at camp. We wake up. He'd keep me up all night the night before because he loves to have late night conversation. We get up. He'd come out there. I say, Bitch, I know what you're going to do tomorrow. You're not going to practice, are you? He goes, We'll see, kid. So during training, he'd go out there and he'd give me this, JB. We'd be walking out to morning practice. He'd go, Hey, kid, shoulders, shoulders are a little tired today. I think I'm going to take the day off. And he'd say, You're going to have to get all the work. So I'd be out there in Mankato, sweating, humidity, scrolling <laughs> into your eyes. Boy, all, I mean, every rep, taking all the snaps. And I'd look back in between, and I'd be flipping him. And this bitch would be back there with his. He'd be having his sweats on, 
and he'd be chewing on that gum or have that dip in his mouth, and he'd have his hands in his sweatpants and probably freeballing too, and I'd, he'd come up to me and go, hey, kid, you're doing a great job. And I'm like, bitch, get out of here. He's nice and cool. I'm sweating. We used to love it because Max said, I think tomorrow, kid, I think tomorrow's a good time for me to take. He goes, you go out there and get all them reps for me tomorrow. And what are you going to say? And he'd sit back there and just laugh his ass off because, you know, when you throw it by, by about three quarters of practice, I say, dude, I've every, one-on-ones every drill. I say, are you going to throw Nah, kid, a little sore today, which meant I stayed up late last night had a couple pops, and I'm not really in the mood to practice today. So you hey, don't take all these reps. Is he older than you? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah, he's older than me. See, you look older than me. Look at me. Hell. Hey, white fucking cracks. Yes, it does. Oh. Hey, yeah, Max got to be what? What, Max, 62? Something like that. 62. Is he really? He's in his 60s. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, Mac, Mac takes, but Mac works out. He looks good though, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks good. He's dealing he looks with that great, foot deal. I just saw him in Pat's house. He's dealing with that foot deal, but he, I'm gonna see him maybe this weekend before. Uh, I might, might go down to Radio Row Thursday or Friday, and then I'll go to Pat's house and see uh, Mac. And uh, yep. you know, they got the waste management down there. Yeah, well, that's the best tournament in the country, man. It's it's a party. It's a party dressed up as a golf tournament. One yeah, thing I'll tell you yeah, about Mac. You know why? He, but he's so happy he's not playing in it no more. Oh, I bet. He hates it. Yeah, it was it, an absolute ju- It was. Dude, it's, just a, it's, it's a party that, I mean, that really, it's people are talking when guys are putting. Or 17? Oh. Or 16, whatever that no, is. So, yeah, 16. They just got to the point where it's like, it's 16, par three, where all the players bought into it. It's like, it's, oh, it's yelling and screaming and beer. Oh, yeah, it no, is. They're throwing beer at them and shit. And yeah. Yeah, they, people are putting and around the 18th green, and guys, are, people are drinking beer and laughing. They, there's no reverence on the golf. Uh, no, at the that's one of the time, but it's about the biggest party on tour, and yeah. it's, it's always the Super Bowl week, and they're going to have a blast out there. But Mac, you know why Mac looks good, dude? And I mean this is a comment. He's, you know, he's one of my favorite people and best friends, right? I love him. You know, I learned a lot from him, too, about just how to carry your – I mean, Mac just – he's the most unflappable – I think Mac has why, – why he looks young, he has full peace. You want to know why? He does not – and when I – when you know, some people say this, you know, they're lying. He does not give a shit. No. What anyone thinks about him. He doesn't mess with social media. He doesn't care. I mean, he's on – so you know, his people that handle it when it's a charity event or what have you. Mac does not, if you don't like him, he doesn't care. Now, he's not going to be rude. He just doesn't care. And he's gotten to the point where he's, there's no rabbit ears. You can't say anything to him that's going to like, oh, thanks. Like he's going to want to, he just doesn't pay attention to any of it. And I think that's a good trait to have. You know, you treat people kindly and you have fun. And Mac does not get cheated in life, JB. You know that. When he's on the golf course, he's playing golf. He ain't thinking about what he's got to do a week from now. Like most of us are, he, he does not. And I, I, I tell you, I learned a lot from him because he is a, if you were ever going to say, let's have a session of a guy who really, when you say, dude, I don't give a shit if that guy didn't like me. He doesn't. His circle of friends and the, and during, and while he doesn't care, guess what? Everybody likes him. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't know. Everybody holds him in high regard because he doesn't care because most people want to be, want to be like him because it's like, wouldn't it be great to get to the point in your life where it really, that no matter what anybody says, other than family or close, close circle of friends, even that Mac just, oh, okay, cool, whatever, and he goes about his business. It's a great example for, and that's why a big reason why he was successful, JB, 
He did not care if he threw eight incompletions in a row. You know what his – it was like he'll, his mind was, I'll make enough plays to win. He did not care about any – and he did. Jim is one guy that could go 12 out of 30, but eight of those completions were for first downs. He'd run six times for like 40 yards, and three of those were for first downs, and two of his throws were for touchdowns, and you'd win – and he'd walk off and go as if he just threw for 600 yards. He didn't care. Yeah. He cared about winning. He loved to compete. He'll fight you till the end. But he wasn't hashing over the game afterwards like, oh, we got beat. I'm going to feel sorry. He just moved on to the next one. And that's kind of the way he's been in life. So he was a – I don't know if mentor is the right word, but he was a – he did it different than Warren Moon did it. And I was with Warren for a while. You know, certain guys do it different. I learned a great deal from both, but the way they went about their business, but, and and Warren was the perfect button. I mean, everything was precise. And Jimmy just kind of, we'll get it done, Denny. We're good. You know, when he talked about, I got this. Don't, don't you worry about it. And we didn't worry about it. And Jim got it done. Warren would throw for 450 and look as smooth as and cool as the other side of the pillow, as my man Stuart Scott would say, and be like, Nobody can throw the ball as sweet as Warren Moon can. He never threw a – Jim didn't throw many spirals. All Warren – Warren never threw a wobbly pass. Hey, no doubt. So the difference. So I was I was fortunate to learn from some great players. But, Mac, of all the players I've ever played with in any sport, nobody cared less about what you thought of him in a good way because it never got into his head no matter what was going on. And even in his post-career, that stuff doesn't affect him. You, you, what, you, what a hell of a hurt. One of you care about anything right there. Oh, no. We cared. You know who we cared about right there? Him and I. That was about it. Yeah. <laughs> Just and us two. Knows. Yeah. He had a great way of keeping you loose at times when you didn't, you know, when, when everybody else was tripping. That was when Mac came through at the business. Like, Come on, kid. What's the big deal? Just go out and let it rip. He didn't care. And he cared about winning, but he didn't care about the process of getting there. He'd prepare and, and did it his way, but he wasn't going to let you dictate how he was supposed to feel about himself. And that's the way he's lived his life. I friggin' love the guy like family. And JB, I don't have to tell you that because you've been around him and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, he's a great one. Um he don't give a rat's ass. Priceless, you man. and I don't. You Priceless. and I don't shit either. You can you're gonna go eat carne asada burritos right now and get and get ready for 27 shows. I'm gonna get ready for a fat hoe and, and get ready tomorrow tomorrow. I got Whitlock coming on and fucking uh packed week. Uh, Radio Row Week, Super Bowl Week. We're going to break this down Thursday on Patrick Mahomes' side, Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to give you what the Eagles do on defense. Nobody better than breaking this down than Sean and I. Uh, Sean, what do you got tomorrow? Break down your 27 real quick. You know what? Super Bowl with everybody gone, because we didn't take our show because the time changed. Like I told you, we're doing it from Houston. Uh, we got Emmett Smith on this week. I'll have We got Leonard Fournette and a handful of other guests had Seth Joyner on. So we'll get him on tomorrow. We'll just we continue to dive into, you know, the football. A lot of it, the D'Amico Ryan staff here in Houston. So my show we'll do in the morning on iHeart. You can get on the iHeart Radio app, six to ten central. And then I got um, Cleveland. I'm on in Cleveland. I'm uh, doing a a podcast the for uh, for uh, the ones we do for the uh, Believe Network. My buddy and my old producers. Sager, you've liked it and sweeted out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about we'll talk. We'll get into some other stuff yeah. that we don't have the film like we you and I do. Just talk about some, you know, opinions on the game and what's next and 
and, and probably a little focus on the draft as that continues to shuffle, which you and I will get into when the Super Bowl's over. So I'm, I'm on, I think, a half a dozen shows tomorrow, and I've uh, got some other stuff uh, I can't say anything about right now business-wise. It's good stuff that I'm going to let them announce it as we roll down, and you know privately what's going on with that, which will be the next level. So after the Super Bowl's over and the dust clears, we'll be able to get back in that. But i got to start organizing for that. Put this master's degree to work, brother. Okay? I spent all that time studying for it. I might as well use the damn piece of paper for something, right? Hey, as long as you don't got no Ph.D. player-hating degree. Oh, if I get a Ph.D. The only reason, if I go back and get my doctorate, I, I can't wait till you have to call me Dr. Salisbury, dude. That's the reason I'll go back and get oh, you, you one then. Fuck that. You're gonna, yeah. Can you imagine? Hey, and you say something. Hey, Sean. I said, no, 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 bitch. You address me as Dr. Salisbury. <laughs> hey, have you heard this right here? Take a listen to this. You is slap dick pretty Why much. Why you call me slap dick? Because my dick slapped me across your face. <laughs> what was that? Where was that? Was, was that a podcast or something? This is my slap dick uh, meme. Here, take another listen. You is slap dick pretty Why much. Why you call me slap dick? Because my dick slapped me across your face. <laughs> What happened to you guys, Brad? Dude, what's what's wrong with that's you? Like give my crowd in the morning if they want to talk shit. I'm saying you're a slapstick. Well, that's fucking what you are right there. And you know who that is saying that? You know who that is? No. That's fucking Waylon. That's got him. That's him. That's him. You know where he's from, right? He's not from. He's not from the. He's not from Compton, is he? He's from the LB. Oh, he is. My boys is my boy is real good friends with him, and he did that for me. So he's from the LB. Got him. That's he it. Let's, let's take a listen to him. You is slap dick pretty Why much. Why you call me slap dick? Because my dick slapped me across your face. <laughs> that's the D's nuts guy. Yeah, that's that's guy. That's Waylon. Yeah, got him. Yeah, that's so he's from the LB, huh? I didn't he's know that. Beach. Yeah, he did I that like for it. us a couple years ago, man. My buddy's real good friends with him. He's on the run, from what I hear. He's on the run. He's homeless, all kind of shit. Well, I hope he's all right, man. He gave us a lot of laughs. I can tell you that. Yeah, he, was on, he was he was on fire for a minute now. Yeah, he got no. His teeth are fucked up, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, he, he they are. He's got summer teeth. You know what that is? You know what that is? <laughs> do you know what summer teeth? I like. I do. I do like him. I tell you, he's giving me. He's got the D's nuts thing will last forever. That thing's that. That's like it's never going away. So I got to we got to give him credit for it. And he, all over the country, people were saying, man, this guy's real. But you now that you brought his teeth up, I hope he's did. I, I, I get a sick stomach when I hear people are homeless because, you know, I'm soft hearted for that. Oh, yeah, I really am. And I know you are, too. But we're having fun adding a little light to it. But do you know what those teeth are called? They said he's got summer teeth. Do you summer know what that teeth. is? Some are missing. Some are here and some are there. Yeah. You got some over there, summer there. It's like that dude you run into every now and again, and you look at him, you say, damn, dude, you got the Zachleys. You know what that is, right? No. When if you run up into a guy who's maybe he just had a carne asada burrito and he's breathing too, he's a close talker. You know those guys, the close oh, yeah. talkers? Wow. They roll up in you and right up on your grill. Oh, man. Halitosis? He, yeah, well, you got the Zachleys where his breath smells exactly like his ass. So there you go. Hey. I call that badussy, balls, dick, and pussy mixed. Oh, dude, that's nasty. You just had to take it there, did you? Hey. Stop. Hey, badussy. You never heard of that? I have now. 
Just like you never heard of summer teeth. We're summer here and summer there. Okay. You love that. It's like this, man. There's a little snaggle, right? Is yeah, that yeah, yeah. Snaggle. That's, we call them chicklets. Remember the gums? Oh, yeah. You, you, you floss with a rope. You mean? <laughs> Just, come on, man. See, don't. Oh, quit man. Being, why are you doing this, man? What I'm happened? Hit, I got to hit them sheets in a minute. Oh, man. What happened to you? You. Okay, you've completely disrupted my flow, dude. <laughs> see right now, see right now, you're about to sit down for dinner. That three thirty wake up call for me is rolling. It's, I mean, it'll, it's up hey, in my grill like a close talker. Hey, I got some fucking, I got, I got some fucking pictures for you, man. I'm gonna save them for Thursday. I, I'm getting my guy sends me some great pictures, man. I, you don't even want to see some of the shit I got. I, I'm gonna give you a little. I'm gonna give you a little snippet. I'm gonna give you a little snippet. What is a it called? Snippet? snippet. It's called a snippet. Look, look at this snippet right here. Look at that shit right there. You yeah. don't know about that shit right there. I probably I think I threw for about 440 in that game. Maybe 450. You don't know about that shit right. You don't know about this right here. You ever heard of the cup? Yeah. How much you pay for that? Or or did the guy make? Did the guy pay you to take it off his hands? <laughs> that would cost. You said how much it costs. He goes, bitch, I'll, I'll give it to you for nothing. I'll pay you to take this car. Is that what he said? Hey. Uh, you, uh, what the fuck happened to you? You know what? Along the way, um, I like, like I've told you, dude, I'll make a psychologist lay on the couch by the time hey, I'm done. Uh, with our man, Wido, who asked you a great question. He has a quick question for you. He helps. He's helping out the show now and helping us produce the back end of it. Love Why, what up, man? You got a question for Sean? Hey, you What's guys are gonna keep me here talking all this shit while I gotta go to bed. All right, my man. Here we go. Real quick. Oh, I know I'm not gonna dunk on you tonight. One question as to why the fuck? Who's that motherfucker? Yeah, I got no clue. No clue who that is, coach. But uh, my what are you talking about? You what are you talking about? You 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 fake. Oh, I was looking at the damn. I was looking at the helmet. Put that up one more time, coach. I got to see greatness. Damn right. Who? Damn right. Hey, look, at, look, at, look, look at those big paws, too, man. Look at those big meat hooks I got right there on those hands, those paws. Hey, Sean, Making that ball look like a Nerf ball, dude. Yeah. Hey, Sean, I used to tell youngsters all the time, man. I'm like, you don't know that because I hadn't nutted you out yet. <laughs> we weren't here yet. Uh, what, I like what, that. What, so what are you, Pascal Siakam with your Raptors jersey? Is that what I nah, see? No, nah, no, this is OG Vince. This is Vince. Oh, there you go. I couldn't see the number. That is, that's Vince. He just dunked. Speaking of dunking on somebody. Anybody like the junk, you got to be yeah. a Vince fan. So shout there out to the go. OG. But Sean, there I got a go. question. So for a basketball player, a young, a youngster, or a football player that you're coaching, mm -hmm. when you see the, the skill in him, you see the greatness in him, but he just doesn't have that self-confidence, what are your go-tos to bring that out of a young guy? I, I first off, I think the one that's a great question in all seriousness. I I think the only way somebody asked me this about Dak Prescott. So it kind of goes similar. And, and he's not a young guy because even guys that are in the middle of their careers and have had great success roll through those times of Jay. I think all of us, it doesn't matter us three. It doesn't matter if it's high school or pros. There's a, there's a time in all of our careers where we question, do I have it today? you know, the yips, or you go through like, damn, you start to lose a little bit of confidence. So when they asked me about Dak Prescott in his position, I said, the only way he can get through this, it's not on the practice, you go back to work, but the only way he'll know is when it happens in big moments, when duress is happening and, and pressure reveals itself again, 
because you can't simulate that on the practice field. So he's going to have to see it up close and personal in the postseason to overcome that whatever it is that is, is, is bothering him, even though he may not say anything. Something is because he turned the ball over too much. For a young kid, you know what I do? Um, first of all, I know it sounds cliche. I don't let him run from it. I, I, I don't let him run from it. And in a process of not running from it, you, you know, we can make a – we take a little molehill and turn it into a huge mountain, especially at that young age. But I'm a self-esteem builder with my quarterbacks. So I do everything I can to put him in. And then I say, okay, let's, you know, whether it's a drill, get them seeing success. Cause when you're in the eighth grade or the 10th grade, those every we're, they're so fragile. They are, whether it's high school or junior high or college, but fragile. So because they're not in the same uh, mode or the money or the stuff that Prescott, I just put them in situations, not an ass kissing. I'm very honest with them. Doesn't matter how old they are, but in order to get their confidence back, I allow them to visualize success. For instance, if I was Dak Prescott's coach, you know what I'd do? I'd go back and I'd show every single play that he had success last year. I'd say, this is who you are, dude. We're not even going to show the other stuff. So with a kid, I'd go back and we'd watch because if we were taping the workouts or if it's a game or in basketball, he's missed three-pointers. I always believe in going back to the basics of mechanics. Get back to the basics of – let, you know, feet in right position, the load if you're throwing the ball, if you're shooting free throws, whatever it is. Let's go back to the basics that made you a great player in the first place. But I let them see success. I think the worst thing I can do is when things are going bad, browbeat a kid, meaning yeah. beat him down. <clears throat> Enough people are doing that. I flip it. I may, when things are going great, I coach him hard because he feel, he's, right. he's confident and he knows that he's, his both ears are open. When everybody's beating him down, the last thing I need to do is keep putting a foot up his ass and beat him down even more. Because at my position, and JB, you know this, confidence is everything. And if you can't dazzle them with brilliance, you got to be able to baffle them with bullshit because your teammates need to know you got it under control. So I preach success. I show them success. I talk success. And I'm honest with them and transparent and realize that it's not a life sentence to have a bad game. If I was, if I had tape, like with Dak Prescott, I would sit down with him. Who's his new, uh, the new coordinator. Oh, it's Schottenheimer. Yeah. And if I'm Mike McCarthy this off season, we are going through the first thing we do. We're going to watch every single play that you did. Well, we'll get to the bad stuff later. And so you get in your mind to say, dude, social media, isn't who you are. You're a good player. So it doesn't matter. And I would tell, and and the hardest thing to teach a kid is to, what we were talking about, about Jim McMahon, is to teach a kid or a high schooler or a college kid or somebody, quit basing your self-worth and your talent and your skill set on what some dickweed on Twitter or social media says. So I'm a, in the worst of times, I'm the biggest self-esteem builder. In the best of times... I'm a humble pie giver just so they understand we're going to keep doing the little things that we do. Cause when you get rid of the, the foundation of the little things, we're never, what's that book? Don't sweat the small stuff. Right guys. We've heard that. Right. Yep. I don't try I don't, I don't ever want them to sweat the small stuff, but you know what I do do? I do the little things 
in my, in my life or when I'm training or in my life when I need to get back on track. I don't sweat the small stuff from somebody else, but I do do the small things and the little things in my own life to rebuild a foundation of success because that's how I built it in the first place. So self-esteem, man, get them believing that they're as good as they were before they threw two picks. Who gives a shit? And remember, the windshield is always <clears throat> bigger than the rearview mirror for a reason. Yep. Straight ahead. So we got we to go back over it, but I'm a selfish. I, I, I want him to get positive feedback early. We'll deal with the bad stuff later on. Enough people are telling them how the bad they are when they make mistakes, and it goes with any sport. Yep. Hey. If that answers your question, my man. Very Long true. answer, but there's, you know, when, I, I, when you give clinics or I give speeches or I give, and it goes with a salesperson, shit, it goes with anybody. And if sports, the direct parallel between sports and life is so, so in, in all these leadership books, I'm always trying to find something else to hang my hat on. But I know one thing's for sure. If a kid feels good about himself, his life, he'll be successful at something and maybe yep. a lot of things if he feels good about himself. So I, I'm a self-esteem builder in the worst of times because I needed it when I hit my rock bottom. And, and I, I see did. a lot of people in the chat. I feel like we don't want to get too, you know, confidence is, is key. A lot of people, uh, whatever. But the biggest factor here is that you cannot have doubt. The doubt is what you never need. And that's kind of what I was asking for. How do you avoid right. the self-doubt? That's exactly right. The self-doubt is, you know, the visualization. Some people don't like to visualize. That's why I always want to show them when, they're, when that self-doubt starts to creep in, uh, why they're my guy and why they're good in the first place. And then it goes back to outside influences, somebody that's ripping you to shreds, you know, I, 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 ripping you to shreds. My, my favorite is when the guy will say, I'll even get it in my life. I'm a huge basketball and baseball fan. You guys know that. We've talked about it. And I had a guy say on Twitter, well, hey, we were talking about the Astros lineup. And I've no, football was my third sport. I played basketball and baseball and have covered them just as passionately. And I believe, like, I, I feel I, I know them as well as I do football. Well, even in my broadcast career, oh, stick to baseball. I mean, stick to football. And I'm like, well, wait a second. It was about Jeremy Pena hitting in the two-hole instead of Michael Brantley this year. And Pena was the MVP. He's been pretty good under pressure. So it's neither the reason doesn't matter. But when I thought about that, and you know who's usually the guy telling you to stick. So if we went by that philosophy, then the guy who said that to me, who's top of the line that the, he, he didn't play past Pop Warner, or Little right. League Baseball, he shouldn't be able to talk about a motherfucking thing then, right? Hell and I'm the one who gives qualified. respect. I'm taking everybody. I, I think everybody's qualified to give an opinion. If you study it, if you're great at it, and you want it, I, I have no, you don't have to. That, so that's meaning that, well, Shannon Sharp can't talk about hoops because he was a great football player? Come on now. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard when I was a Division One recruit in all three sports. It's not a pat on the back, but I do know the other sports, so – I look at this guy and say, well, wait a minute. You're telling me because I was good and an expert in one sport that I'm not allowed to talk about another, yet you weren't an expert in any, in expert any. In any, and you're telling me I can't talk about the sport that I played longer than you did. So that's my point. You can't let those guys creep in. Now, I love a good opinion. I learn a lot from fans. There's a lot of smart fans out there, smarter than me in a lot of categories. I listen. I'm a good listener when they're talking to me, as long as they're respectful. And so young kids are so impressionable. They've got this self-doubt. When that creeps in, you're screwed. So my hey, job for my guys is to keep self-doubt out and lock that door and deadbolt the self-doubt out while I'm filling them, not with bullshit, but with self-esteem of why they're good in the first place. Hey, is LeBron breaking the record tonight? 
All black, yeah. coach. Yeah. Brought how the many, family how, out. How many does he need tonight again? Thirty-six, I believe. Um. Well, they're going to do. They're going to. It's going to be one of those games. They're going to feed it to him on a regular basis to get him the record. I'm going to say yes. He gets 39 tonight and breaks the record. I'm going to say no, and he does it next game against Milwaukee because it's a setup to do it against Kareem's first team. Well, that's not a bad when he was started out as Lou Alcindor and became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right? Because I think LeBron's a bitch-made cat like that. They had extra reporters and stuff for this game. But, Coach, last one before I get it out. Prime time, quarterback JB, quarterback Sean Salisbury, who's got the deeper long throw, Pro Bowl, old school edition? Oh, I can't argue. Sean, Sean played from – he got a paycheck. I got a paycheck on the practice squad. He got a paycheck beating Elway. I can't – I'm never going to say nothing. <laughs> that could have been just be accuracy decision. I'm talking and long I, ball, I, Coach. I could throw the ball 70 yards in my prime, but that don't mean shit. I know guys that could throw the ball 75 yards and couldn't hit a fucking water yeah. if you out of a boat. I, I probably had JB – my father was – I probably had him 8 to 10 yards. I could throw I, – I, I, not here. arm strength was never an issue for me. Yeah. I mean, throwing it a country mile, but I just need to make sure all the time I hit the barn. And I laugh because you guys know this. As good as Mahomes and Josh Allen arm is, Favre and Elway and Favre could throw it every bit as far and as hard as they can. Yeah, Randall. Well, Randall, matter of fact, Randall Cunningham can throw it as farther than any of them. Yeah. Michael Vick. Michael Vick. They throw it a country. So, I mean, I know with social media we see it, and I'm not saying Mahomes said he can. Mm. But Elway could throw it just as hard velocity and just as far. Uh, and, and, and Elway was Josh Allen before Josh Allen. Yeah. He could scramble. He could run. Yeah. He could throw it. He could throw yes. it. A, he had the Elway cross where guys were getting hit on the chest. Yeah. And the cross was being left on their bare skin through the shirt because Elway threw it. The ball just jumped out of his hand. So, yeah, I, throwing it a long way wasn't an issue. Um, but I, they got to bring probably, that event back to the Pro Bowl instead of the I'd love to water see it. balloon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, amen, my man. Amen. So LeBron gets it tonight. You know what? If he gets it, he's getting a triple double on top of it. Watch. I don't. I don't see the lore. He's in. Maybe he's at home. Maybe he does it. He brought. That's why. That's what. Yeah, but you want to. You want to see him. City. That ain't a. That ain't a game. I see him doing it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the question. I mean, but don't you want to get it out of your system and get it done? And then and then just be shitty again because that's what they are. <laughs> They're fucking shitty. Yeah, Kyrie would have made a difference for them, even though he's. Oh, I'm so glad he didn't come though, because I can't stand that motherfucker. Yeah, that would have been you would have you would have needed migraine medicine every friggin' day in that hey, Jason, building. Kids about to er- go into early retirement. <laughs> and, and, and it will just it, it'll be because of you want to talk about a guy that'll age quickly. Bring Kyrie into the building. As talented as he is, he's just as big of. Come on now, dude. What'd you just say? And boy, is he gifted. Boy, oh, is he yeah, talented. So gifted, Sean, yes, but damn it, you're right. He is a gifted shitbird. Yeah, and the process. Hey, man, you got great gifts. By the way, do you got any migraine headache medicine with you? So we'll see. I, you know what? Regardless, it's LeBron's getting it at some point, and it's going to be epic. Think about that. You grew up all these years, and you think you're about to become the NBA's all-time leading scorer. Yeah. And, his, his and you're not even a dominant scorer. Right. You're not even a score-dominant kind of guy. And you know what else, too? If I took his head off and took his face out of the picture and said, just look at the body, you'd say, oh, the guy's probably, what, what, 23, 24 years old. Think about the wear and tear on that body and the, the level of play he still plays at. Regardless if you like him, if you don't, if you don't respect his game and his grind, then you ain't, you ain't been watching for all these years. The guy's phenomenal. Phenomenal yeah, he specimen. He pays a million dollars a year for his body for a reason. You ain't lying. Well, 
if you're going to invest in something, it might as well be in yourself when it comes to staying healthy, right? No doubt. No doubt. I do the same thing with fat hoes. Well, so. well, dude, I mean, not everybody can pull like you. You know what I'm saying? Hey, fat hoes need <laughs> got to eat too. Who do you think in their prime pulls more, you or Andy Reid? Oh. Hey, I had more, uh, I don't want to say I don't want to get a little I get a little primitive at time, but people have told me that I've had more pussy than the law allows. <laughs> it's illegal. That's that's my pink panther exit stage tall. left. That's right. Hey, I love you, man. I'll see I you love you guys, man. Thank you. I always appreciate you and all your good work. And uh, JB, I'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll see you on Thursday for sure. All right, brother. Hey, do me a favor. What? Don't let your meat loaf. Okay. Hey. I'm going to get you on these nuts pretty soon. No, you ain't ever give me on these nuts, okay? <laughs> or with the joke, okay? Or with the joke. Go get a fucking haircut. I'll talk to you later, dude. Later. All right. The last chance cube. Let's go. And I just cannot wait to bring over 60 years of knowledge and experience to not only the novice football fan, Sean, but to the veteran football coach as well. you love it you better live it drink it eat it smoke it and then every now and again wake up with it laying next to you the premier football coaching show on the internet i've looked forward for the longest time to be with somebody whose energy and knowledge of football and teaching and no nonsense but understands the old game the in-between game the new game and combines them all last chance cute with the great legendary sean salisbury 